Welcome back to another episode of the Centurions. It's me, your boy Eli. And it's your boy Daniel. Yes, Daniel, how have you been, buddy? It's been alright. Uh, you know, one day at a time throughout this stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, we, we have an interesting topic today, and this is coming from two people. Uh, I was thinking about getting Joey in here too, but he was um he, he felt like he can talk more about this specific scheme specifically. Um but what we're, we're talking about today is the FGC, or as more commonly known as, or well, it's mostly known, it's abbreviation of the fighting game community, FGC. And, well, Dan, you're a fan of Street Fighter, right? I am a fan of Street Fighter. Yeah, you excited for that Street Fighter V announcements that came out the other day? Is it? Yes. Uh, I only wish to put in my Kagar. <laughs> I saw that. I saw you tweet that. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> we got Cody, you know, we just need Mike. Yeah, we have Guy and Cody in there. Mm-hmm. We have both of those dudes. Not and even Abigail's in there now. Really? Is she? No. Yeah, like, dude, it's, uh, it's a big, giant, like, uh, monster. Like, he's even bigger than Zangief. He has, like, tires on, around his arms. Oh, that guy. Yeah, no, dude, I have, like, I, I, don't ha- I don't have a PS5, PlayStation 4, so I can't really play it because apparently they made it exclusive, which is dumb. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, well, even I don't Poison's in there. I know Poison's in there. You can't, you can't have a Street Fighter game without Poison. It's like hey, with Hugo. I mean, you can't I mean, but it. she came from the same franchise as Mike uh, from Final Fight. Okay, that's true. But uh, before yeah, before we start rambling on about Street Fighter and all that stuff, but if anyone who's listening to this knows about Street Fighter, this is probably one of the more interesting aspects of what we're going to talk about. And again, at the FGC, and Street Fighter is probably one of the more prevalent games to go along with it. But... Daniel, give us a quick explanation of what the FGC is, and I'll add on my two cents afterwards. Uh, in a sense, it's kind of just like a fandom, but with fighting games, and you got different uh, fans of fighting games all together as well. Like you got the the more mainstream ones, like from Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and Tekken, to the more of the anime uh, fast-paced fighters, such as uh, Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, Under Night. And you even get the indie fighting games such as mm-hmm. the Skullgirls, uh, them fighting herds. Mm-hmm. That was a weird one to find out about them fighting herds. Yeah, interesting story, <laughs> but really fun game. Try it out. Really? Yeah, I would imagine if it's based on um, what the Skullgirls mechanics, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay, we're getting too deep into this, but essentially, um, to go along with uh, what Daniel said, it is essentially it is a as as he says, as he says a community of people who enjoy fighting games. So whether it be Street Fighter, uh, Final Fight, Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Soul Calibur, and basically any fighting game you've seen where it's just two dudes and they're just like in the screen and there's a health bar and whatever and you got to beat each other to death and, you know, KO kind of stuff. Yeah. That is a fighting game. And this is a community that is centered around those kind of games. And... Chances are, I'm pretty sure most people who are listening to this or people who just happen to stumble by have at least heard of Street Fighter and at least know how that, those kind of games work. So you would see... So essentially, take that and go and make a community out of it. That is essentially what it is. It's the basis, but, you know, there's a lot more to it. But we're gonna And we're going to break it down as we go. But to start it off, you know, how does one get into the FGC, Daniel? How does one... How does it do it? I like street fighter but uh how do i get into the fgc it's very quite simple uh, do you just like fighting games in general you like watching people playing fighting game tournaments or anything like that and you're already part of the fgc simple as that it's yeah there's no real like requirements it's like you love fighting games you like you know playing mortal kombat as scorpion and going up against whatever character hey man go check out this guy named sonic fox he's a top player and he's, he'll do stuff that you're like, I didn't even know I could do that with, like, Scorpion. What? Mm-hmm. You tell me I can do this, this, and that? What? Dude, that's crazy. I don't know if I have the time. It's all right because, you know, just sit and enjoy it because usually it's what it is. But let's quit. You know, let's talk about how it all got started. So, you know, FGC um, is technically kind of like an esports, really, as it goes along. But let's talk about how that started. And Daniel, I think, do you know how the origins of the FGC or basically how it, well, how it all came to be? Well, to start with the origins, we would have to go all the way back to the 80s 
when uh, fighting games were becoming popular, where we're seeing Street Fighter, uh, Mortal Kombat, and other fighting games kind of popping up all over the arcades. Well, more more of Street Fighter than Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat yeah. didn't come out in the nineties. Like Street Fighter started out the trend, and then you're seeing people like uh, lining up, you know, our arcades, you know, trying to beat this one guy who has like mm-hmm. maybe like ten wins already, trying to see who's the best, mm-hmm. and then. Over time, we grew over to other games, and then uh, they had an idea. It's like, hey, let's see who's the best. And then we're starting having like, uh, tournaments um, from like from a town size and then to state size, and then now national and even worldwide. Yeah, it was. And when you go into like FGC, this and I had to do some research on this, and I really wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about and I understood where all this come from. Really, if you want to look, and as you said, if you want to look at the origins of FGC, it's in the arcades, dude. Back in the old arcade, you know, places where your kids would go in and play games, you know, like you said, Street Fighter, that was the big one because everyone was playing Street Fighter. There was always a Ryu and a Ken main and all that kind of stuff, you know. There, there's even like arcade rules. Now, I don't say arcade rules, but like, it, it, like you know, you want like you know that you had a line when someone put a quarter on the screen, dangling there. Mm-hmm. They're saying like, "Hey, I'm next." That was the uh, that was the culture around in in the arcade scene, yeah, and so that's where the original started. And essentially, um, like you said, it it became no, it became more of a of a town thing, you know. Hey, you heard of a Mikey G over there, dude? Mikey is like the best at Street Fighter, dude. I've never seen a guy be able to do all that crazy stuff with Ken, and like, no one's been able to beat him. And then you hear about like I don't know Zeke or whatever. I'll come up with random names right now. Yeah. And like then the next town over, and he's like the best at um Guile. And you're like, yo, I kind of want to see what I want. Yo, you'd be like, yo, Mikey, can you beat the Zeke over there? And then you get this sort of community centered around not just this one guy, but just the the love of the game. And then as this is again me doing research, as I find out. Um, towards the '90s, um, when it became more, like as you said, statewide, um, and I think it started off in California, right? The SoCal. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think that's where it started to uh, started to begin. Like uh, they started like to form up some kind of a big tournament, like uh, mm-hmm. on a bigger scale for fighting games. Yeah, SoCal, uh, South Car- South Car- California, right? Or is yeah, it, uh, I know it's in California. I don't remember exactly where, but California is where it started. Listen, we're Texans. We don't know much about California. All I know is that there's a Disneyland, there's a Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Whataburger is better than in now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Controversial opinions aside. Um... <laughs> Controversial opinions aside. But it was, um, I, I found this out like the big moment for a lot of fighting games. It was around, uh, I want to say it was Third Strike for uh, Street Fighter. Was it, I think it was Third Strike. Yeah, like, where... uh, yeah, like two, it was like, like the beginning of it. And then it started like popping out with Street Fighter Third Strike. Yeah, and that's when you start seeing more people like coming together and like starting to see not just who's the best, but like sort of like grow around like what what can we learn from each other? Because um, I think it was um I can't remember his like gamer tag or whatever like his game name, but it was a guy by the name of Alex Valle. You know, it was him. He was like the the basically the big American guy from this when it's only just in South Carolina. He was the only the best player in like the whole region. I guess or whatever you however you want to call it, and then they got this guy from Japan, Daigo Umahara, mm-hmm. who is like, if you were to d- look these two guys up, they're still in the scene and they're like the most well respected people ever. And that was the first time we got to see sort of the East versus West kind of thing with um with within Street Fighter, and that sort of brought in the idea of like we can take this anywhere, guys. Mm-hmm. This is we're showing our love for for the game. This is them. This is like the love of the game, really. This is like you being able to share your love for this fighting game with other people, and especially now with people from another the other side of the world now. And you know, Daigo won because Daigo, he's still the best even now. Yeah, just look so, at people. Uh, moment thirty-seven. Um, oh my god, that is like with the as someone who's. I've never played Third Strike, okay? I just recently got the 30th anniversary collection just because, like, you know what? It has all the classic Street Fighter games. And, like, I want to try out Third Strike. I played four. I played two. I played two too damn long. That's the only one I know. 
and I was like, you know, Third Strike, I heard is like one of the best. I remember playing it once in the arcade at, over in Austin. And I love the animation, the the sprites and stuff. And then I was like, okay, let me try out this. And then there's like this sort of weird thing in the game where you can like parry, where like it looks as well if you defend, you know, you still get hit, you know, you still get a little bit of damage. And but if you parry, you don't. And it was like the big Evo, and we'll talk about Evo in a minute because that's like a big talk. Um, Evo War 37 was when these two dudes, again from the US, from Japan, Daigo was there, the Japanese representative. And we had Justin Wong, who's another um, mainstay. By the way, we're going to be talking about a bunch of names. So <laughs> bear with us. But thankfully, there are at least memorable names because Justin is a very, you know, generic name. Uh, not to not to diss my boy Justin Wong, who I did get to see at Conpalooza. That was awesome. Um, they were it was the finals. Justin Wong was um, like beating Daigo, and and Daigo was like at least five percent health left. Any hit would have mad would have caused them a loss. Like there's a special, and like Justin hit him with like the super special with Chung Lee. Uh, with the kicks, the, those fast kicks, like there's 15 hits or whatever, and Daigo was able to parry all 15 hits with his Ken, hit him with a combo, ended with a finisher, and it just it blew my mind the first time I saw it. Yeah, like it was like, one of the most uh, the biggest comebacks I've seen, and it still is one of the biggest comebacks I've seen. To this it day. is it is etched into legend basically now. And who knows? I might start because you know we have a there's a YouTube version of this and there's the audio version. Maybe maybe I'll start linking um sort of each each every moment we talk about like say the evil evil moment thirty seven. I might just leave a link. Here's it. Here's what it looks like. Sorry guys, the quality is a little bad because this is like what early two thousands or something. Like they have a HD version out there now. They do. Oh, okay, my, yeah, my, my, I'll try to look. now. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to get people that, but you know, look it up and you see that. And the crowd reaction, that is the FGC, man. That is that is the FGC is just coming together and enjoying just a huge amount of love for fighting games. And, you know, that's basically what it is. And I guess we can start talking about, like, the FGC, not just, uh, not just as, like, just as the community itself. Because the FGC... Um, Sort of stands on its own when it comes to like gaming communities, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you take this over. I'll let you uh, speak your piece for uh, you know what is the FGC as a com- I mean, what is the FGC as a community to you? I guess that's that's, that's what I'm asking you. Like pretty much to me, it's just a, a group of fans that just love fighting games and just shows like a deep passion and appreciation mm-hmm. for it. Uh, it's pretty much it. Like you see, like different kinds of fighting fans too. Like the ones that are always laughing, showing like some insane combos. Uh, seeing mm-hmm. like the underdog entering tournaments, trying to be uh, the best and making like maybe a surprise win. Yeah, but, and I think it's. I think that's what it is. I think. Um, I think what you just said there is like, there's a there's a, there's always kind of like a story because I remember again. I might link this up, so don't worry at all. Or if you don't know what we're talking about, but there was a recent story uh, in the Tekken scene. So if you guys know about Tekken, it's like a 3D fighter. You got all these, like, you can move around the stage and stuff. Um, and it started off, I think his name was Arslan? Let's see. Uh, the Pakistani, dude. I, I think I was saying. Yeah, Arslan. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Arslan. But this is, me- this is a great story about Arslan. He's this kid from Pakistan who's been playing Tekken, like, for a long time. And he caught the eye of a sponsor right some dude a guy who was like who who pays people for for playing tech and stuff like that you to go to tournaments because that is a thing and we can go into that as we go and he got invited to go to evil japan which is um which is the evil of japan basically they made that recently and the the story goes is that he couldn't go because he didn't have a visa Mm. to go and so what he ended up doing or what the people ended up doing is like they basically have to find a way for him to fly through multiple planes, but he kept getting stopped every single time. And he was supposed to arrive to Japan 
three days before the event started that he got stopped so many times that he ended up not having uh, much sleep, not much food in him. And the time, and he ended up getting there at least 30 minutes before the start of the tournament. And he went in there and just kicked ass, dude. He he came in and just like, you know, he, he was literally a starving uh, uh, underdog. He's the starving, and he just went in there and started, you know, kicking people's butts. And it's at this moment that you realize that a lot of the Tekken players, so first of all, Tekken is a very popular fighting game, yeah. Um, it's super popular in Korea. All the best players are from Korea mm-hmm. and stuff. Like You know that, right, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's where you would find the best players. Yeah, if you want to, like, uh, get your ass kicked by the best players, you would go to South Korea. Until now. Yeah. Because, like, as, as, we fi- as we find out from Arsland, like, you no, know, apparently Pakistan is the bi- is now the big uh, Tekken scene where apparently they were always super good and they have their own little way of playing Tekken that just no one's been able to crack so far. And that's what I mean by, like, as a community because, you know, there's, there's always going to be that underdog story, but there's always, like, these group of people that sort of resonate with the game and, like, are able to do stuff. You know, like I said, you know, Korea, they were the Tekken guys. Now it's Pakistani. You can find that in any kind of game. Like, oh, you know, this, these guys, you know, they're, they're Hispanic. But that doesn't say, I'm not saying that they are immediately the good ones, but, like, they have a community set around it. And they are able to do amazing stuff with it. Arslan, uh, he's from Pakistan. He's from Pakistan. And a lot of the Pakistani players are actually really good at the game because they have built a community out of it. Same thing with Japan when it comes to uh, when it comes to their fighting games, like um, not Street Street Fighter and like any basically any arc system games, basically like Dragon Ball Fighters, um, Guilty Gear and Unis. And over here we have like a lot of the Mortal Kombat fans. And you and you any any like fighting game from around the world, any fighting game that's that's out that people can get their hands on from around the world, you'll be able to find it. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, Smash, they're kind of their own little thing, the Smash community. Yeah. But, like, holy crap, the fact that we had a uh, player from Mexico, mm-hmm. my boy, MK Leo. MK Leo. My boy. And he came in out of nowhere. And he, well, technically, he started off pretty early in his life. But, like, he came in, kicked ass, and became, like, the number one player of Smash, Smash Bros. Ultimate. And, just knowing that, hey, this is a dude who's like from Mexico, going up against a kid from France, from Japan, yeah. from the U.S., and he came out on top. That tells you, that shows you the community. These are people, like, yeah, no, like I just said, Smash is its own little thing. But like, as a fighting in community, you would find stuff like that. Where um, I think one of the best players right now for Tekken, one of, another good player for Tekken, Super Akuma. Mm-hmm. He's like from France, and he's a, as he said, he's a Kuma main. Yeah. By the way, they put for a reason they put a Street Fighter character in Tekken, and that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. And now they um, base and now he became like well known, and he's like the one of the best players, a kid from France, and he went up against a kid from Pakistan, from from the U.S. It's so, like, it's it's not a small thing. You would yeah. find them anywhere. And that's the beauty of that community. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say with that, Daniel? I, mean, I feel like I took over for a long time. It's like, no, but yeah, like, uh, I agree with what you say. Like, uh, like, fighting game communities, they all come from different backgrounds. Just like you said, I could be from uh, Pakistan, Mexico, Japan, US. I mean, like, like, yeah, there's all different kind of stories out there you can go and watch and see. Yeah, and by the way, it's not just guys. It's women, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think, who's the best player? I know one of the best players for Soul Calibur is a girl, but I can't remember her name. Yeah, uh, I need to look up this uh, this girl's name, too. Like, she was really good at tech, and I haven't seen, like, some of her videos online as well. Yeah, it's, and it's, she's, she's, again, she's also from Korea, but I don't, I don't know. They, they have something going on over there. It has something in the water, I swear to God. But, you know, uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's a community. You find so many people from different uh, walks of life, genders ages yeah. i think there was there was the eight wasn't there like a eight-year-old killer 
I think so. Uh, yeah. And other than that, it's also like um, like people that you wouldn't expect to be amazing at fighting games, like uh, Broly Legs. He's one of the best Street Fighter players out there, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the eight-year killer, he calls himself that because when he entered the tournament, he was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, he was pretty good for an eight-year-old. Yeah. I recall, he almost made it to finals. Or did he? Uh, I'm not familiar with that with that kid. Uh, but you've heard of him, though. Yeah, I heard of him, but, but I'm not that familiar with him. Yeah, and... Um, oh, Wheels from Killer Instinct. Mm-hmm. There's, so there's a guy named... He calls himself Wheels because um, he's handicapped. Uh, he can't really use his arms much. Yeah. And he, he can't walk. But he, but he found a way, and it's one of the most beautiful stories I've seen. It's one he found a way to be one of the best Killer Instinct players in the game. He's like the top, one of the top eight players. And literally, I think there was a time where um, I can't remember which. I think it was um, Combo Breaker, mm-hmm. where he came in and he just started. I think it was him, or was it him or somebody else? I can't remember who it was. But they were both playing two Agonoses, two character, two big heavy set characters, and they just. Like did some crazy stuff that I, as a killer instinct player, I'm like, no, yeah, stop. <laughs> I'm scared. That frightens me. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Like I said, um, there's so many people from different walks of life, different cultures and stuff, and we're all like just gathered around our love for fighting games, really. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll talk more about how big that community is as we go along. Um. Because I think um, that recently there was a lot of cool stuff. Um, of course, now of course we just started talking about tournaments and stuff like that. So people are always going to start thinking about. So is this different from esports? And I would say it's not. Kind of it is, but it's not really that different. I don't know what do you think, Daniel. Uh, I mean, it's just like sports in general. I mean, like there's soccer, there's football, there's hockey, mm-hmm. and then uh, with esports, you got MOBAs, you got fighting games, you got card games. I mean, same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a just a different kind of game. Yeah, I think the thing is, um, they hold themselves differently from a lot of esports, though, because you don't really. Cause I'm, uh, the way I'm thinking is like, um, so like, what's uh, what's the current? What's one of the big uh, esports games out right now that isn't fighting games? Um, League of Legends, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, or Fortnite. Those games are usually compiled with a group of a big group that needs to like either work together or you kind of have to do your own little thing. But I think with fighting games, it's just it's a very mono a mono kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how you wouldn't I wouldn't um like like how it's like how like how people feel it's like how boxing is different from like say soccer. Yeah. Not just like, I mean, yeah, they're both sports. Like I'm saying, the FTC and esports are basically the same thing, but they're just two different, same time, they're kind of two different animals where things work differently for a boxer than it would a soccer player. You know, a soccer player has to rely on people, boxer has to rely on his coaches, his workout method, and his mentality and like how to handle the fight. And that's kind of how you see in a lot of um, FTC guys. Because, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of thing like you don't. There's really any teams in the FTC, unless it's like a double, uh, two player, uh, like you know something like Street Fighter X Tekken. Yeah, like, it's like it's, uh, you, I think it's more common with maybe Smash Brothers, but uh, yeah, each person in the FTC is their own thing. Like some, yeah. yes, they do get some sponsors, uh, but it's usually just their own person that. It's rarely a mm-hmm. team at all. Yeah, because the the reason I put this is because like I remember um there was a conversation that um a player named Yipes, uh who basically he plays and he also commentates a lot. Mm-hmm. He's basically one of the best commentators I've seen in my life. Good lord, he he knows how to hype it up. Yeah. Him and uh Hell Pockets. Like um but he, he made this comment that, you know, I've been in the FGC for so long, it's not even I don't really consider it to be esports or kind of stuff, and I'm just like, Well, how did, how does that work? And which is why I put the question on here which is you know understanding where he comes from that it's a little different i think it's just it's more of a community mm-hmm. than it is a sport that it's still fall it, they still ever able to do a lot of like sports stuff yeah. like this sport more like there's a lot of hype around you know it's excited as many people would see a soccer game or uh league of legends play but you know that's that's what i'm saying 
Yeah. Oh, I do. I will say like there's one big difference between uh. I guess you could even apply that to like a bigger esports such as uh like League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Like for example, uh, in League, if you have a favorite team, you're more likely going to support that team throughout the whole match, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then with fighting games, yeah, like you have your you have your favorite fighters, like oh, I like this guy, he's the better fighter. And then suddenly, um, for example, I forgot what was this guy's name, but I think they were fighting fighting gun. Uh, <laughs> they were fighting each other again on the tournament, and mm-hmm. I think it was like a grudge match or something. Might be wrong, but I don't know where he decides to switch his main to a different character, something that he never plays at all. And then people started going for him instead, and that's kind of the hype behind it because like you weren't expecting him to switch from his main to like a completely different character that he may have never used at all. By the way, when we mean main, we mean like the character you often play as in a fighting game. So if it's going with Street Fighter logic, I think the one of the best ones is like, I'm mostly playing Ken because Ken is a faster Ryu and he does a little more damage. In reality, I'm more of a Kuma guy because I like Akuma's playstyle. But, you know, yeah. uh, it's kind of like that. It's like if all of a sudden, you know, Mayweather stopped running away and he started actually boxing. Mm-hmm. Shots fired. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I respect Floyd and uh, the stuff he does, but I think, yeah, I think that's one of the best ones to think of. Like it just, it, it's a, it, we all support. We're all kind of supportive in a way, and if even if when something like you know tragic happens, we come together in a, in in ways that you kind of wouldn't see in a community. You know, yeah, you know, oftentimes you know, especially I think in the gaming culture. We're so quick to um, give blame and like not want to hear other people's thoughts and opinions at the time. Not saying it's a common, not saying it happens a lot, but you know, you you will you'll see it every once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like it just happens, and the reason I talk about it is because like um, so there was a recent thing that happened in the FGC, and Daniel and I we we bounced back and forth on whether or not we should talk about this. Because um, we we don't even know if we're allowed to or such. Oh, not not that I'm allowed to, but more like um, not even sure we, we'd be the right people to talk about it. And, and a way we I guess it's it's we found a way to talk about it in a way that's not so bad. But um, I think I think we start off with something. The way we started off is this way: um, Evo, which is um, short for Evolution, right? Yeah, evolution is, and it's like to, to sum it up to people who to the people who don't know what it, the this is, it is essentially the Super Bowl of the FGC. It's the Super Bowl of fighting games, mm-hmm. and they'll have a bunch of different fighting games. There's some mainline ones, and there's usually like what nine games. Yeah, like they do have like usually like about nine. Eight to nine games uh, as the main event, but they do, do have some side games as well. Yeah, and it's like a three to four day event. Always, and it's always held in Las Vegas, and it's gotten so big that they have to they can even rent out the Mandalay Bay, you know, where you'd find all these big uh, boxing matches or uh, MMA matches, and it's really the one of the best examples of the FTC, where you would go in and find so many people. Um, that share the same love for fighting games as you do. Heck, there's even an arcade. There's even a arcade sick culture in in there, and so you would you would come in and you know enjoy yourself, watch you know the best players play, and, and it's an open tournament too. You and I could enter, yeah. And we'll talk about that in a minute because uh, we tried to. <laughs> um, but one of the more well known, and it's had by some well known, respectable people. But um, recently, and this is probably the, one of the most interesting weeks that happened, and it was in um, the f- first week of July of this year. Um, we, we were hit with sad news about... No, not sad. I, I don't want to say sad. I want to say horrific, tragic news of one of the more well-known um, personalities for, the, for Evo, in which he did some very heinous things with people who are underage and I, you know, it's just, it's hard to say. I'm not, I'm not going to say that what happened exactly. You know, I think it's best for you guys to go check that out. Uh, Just, I guess you can type in. 
like chances are you may have heard of it as well. It's like one of the biggest news that broke out in a, in, I think even other outside sources like IGN and GameSpot, they were, it was big enough to be on their page and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it made to like news news, but they like, like I know it did for uh, ja- uh Japanese news, but uh, I think maybe like a few outlets, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I implore you guys, uh, if you guys want to go check it out, I. I'm not gonna stop you guys. Go ahead. Yeah. But it's it's it was one of the most saddest moments for for Evo. And like I said, you know, when I mean it's the Super Bowl of 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 the fighting game community, it's like imagine all the love and effort that as a football fan you would see at a Super Bowl event. You know, the tailgating, the the music, the the the, the hype. The love of a team of your team, if it got in there, chances are Texans aren't going to get in there anytime soon. But that's my own problem, not anyone else's. But um, it's like seeing that, and then all of a sudden, you find out something terrible about someone who you respected, and then it's just gone. And evil, like I mean, evil is is that big one for it, like and because of you know current events situations it was gonna it was canceled first of all then there was a chance to have it back online because um there's a whole online thing that we'll we might talk about we don't know yet but it's when that news broke out it broke a lot of people's hearts and they all just immediately like just wanted to not talk about you not talk about but like if you signed up for their online tournaments you just immediately just left i saw the number dwindle so fast and they eventually canceled the whole thing. And it was probably the most, it's not, it's tragic for the fans. It's horrific for the things that happened to those people. And, you know, it's just tragic. I can't really say anything much about it. I don't know if you, if you have anything to say about it, you know, go ahead, man. I mean, I, you pretty much, I said everything that I, I would have said, I mean, it just came out of nowhere. It just came as a shock. Uh, I really couldn't believe like all of the stuff that was happening uh, behind the scenes and everything. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it wasn't just um, the FGC. It was also the Smash community. And I said it before that they have their own. Their own. We're kind of t- the FGC and the Smash community are kind of tied together. They don't. I mean, Smash is their own separate thing. It's just it, everything just went to hell in that one week, and it was so tragic. And it was a week before the actual. Evo Online event was going to happen, too. That's a that's a sad thing. You know, we were finally going to get our, our everyone's Evo moment because, like I said, it's a community. Every fighting game guy, every guy who's into the FGC is always excited for Evo. It's the big thing because usually when it comes to Evo, oh man, I can see all my friends. I can see the best players play, and oftentimes they do like these big announcements for for the new fighting game coming out or like a new character or whatever kind of stuff and you know you get this sad news that it's not gonna happen because someone fucked up but and this is why i I was so looking forward to talking about this episode is because one of the beautiful things that happened you know all this horrible stuff happened but something you know in the in the the one light at the end of this dark tunnel which it was um just how the community acted. We, the fighting game community, you know, they supported the victims. They canceled, like literally one by one. People, like I'm saying, when when people like dropped out of the evil online thing, it was in swarms. The like the the promoters dropped out. They like we're not supportive of this. The 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 big players dropped out. A lot of big known like guys in the FGC also dropped out yeah. one by one and everyone's like we cannot support this and they all rallied together in not supporting Evo now whether or not we'll have Evo next year under because it's under new management basically uh, we don't know but a lot of people and there's a, there's a there's a lot of people who are saying Evo does not define the FGC community the FGC community is defined by the people that love and respect fighting games and I thought that was probably one of the most beautiful sense of community I've ever seen. And I don't know, I'll let you um go on from here, but you know, that's I just thought that was 
a very you know bright and beautiful scene. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like it's like what Maximilian said. Uh, evil does not define uh, the FGC. I mean, e- Max himself does not you know is not the leader or the guy that says this and that, and that's how it's supposed to be in the FGC. Mm-hmm. What the FGC is is pretty much everyone coming together, just playing fighting games, just supporting each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because I do know, like, uh, after the cancellation of Evil Online, uh, like, there was a, a Killer Instinct Discord group that a lot of Killer Instinct players that were going to play, they were invited to, and they were setting up their own uh, charity tournament. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it was the Evil Online thing was a free thing. It was, it was free, and you could pay money, and it goes to, like, helping out um, research for Corona. And because of the thing, they, they all reimbursed. From what I've known, and they still, but they still decided to pay off the same amount of money to the the amount of money they got received to the people they promised to donate to. And you're right, you know, they're like, you know, screw Evo if we can't play it, we'll do our own thing, and we'll do it in support of this other thing. I mean, like Evo wasn't always there at the beginning. Uh, yeah. There was always been a fighting community from the very beginning, from like uh, mm-hmm. the origins where Street Fighter Two was becoming popular and popularizing fighting games in general, and to right now, like Killer Instinct. I uh, believe, uh, yeah, I believe their last update for se- was season three back in 2013, and we mm-hmm. went through like almost no wait. No, I think it was dry. Did. It was a dry season in the online. Com- yeah, but, it was online. But, but either way, the point is, is like a. Uh, after after the last um, the third season and we never heard from uh, Killer Instinct again, it was basically a finished game. And did people stop playing the game? No, of course not. People love Killer Instinct. I love Killer Instinct. Eli likes uh, Killer Instinct. We're still playing. Oh, it yeah, today. dude. Hell yeah, I still played it today. And so and like the when it was announced, and don't get me wrong, when it was announced for Evil Online, I was hyped. I started getting back, really getting back into the game. You know, working my ass off to 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 get into it. And then, and like there was a huge resurgence on the online community. It was like we're back, guys, we're back. And you know, this when it turned out, it wasn't going to happen because of one one guy. We're like, well, screw that, we're all back. Mm-hmm. We're, let's do it. Let's make our own little tournament. And you out of a, and then we're apparently they're getting bringing back Killer Instinct World Cup. And I'm just like, that's awesome. This community is is able to rally together in like the darkest time and we're still able to put out amazing content in a, in in a, in a way that supports everyone who loves this this one specific game this one specific genre and that has always like made me really enjoy that much of the FGC and you're right uh Max who's a a, a huge um Maximilian dude who's a huge you know YouTube personality it was a YouTube personality when it comes to fighting games and he's well respected in the community when he released that video about um, the FGC, the situation with FGC, he he said the wor- the best words I think I could ever say. It's not it was a play is a great tournament, but it doesn't define us. It defines us is the like you said, is it, like what I said and what you said. It's the people that we make friends with, and I can tell you how many times that I've been to tournaments and made like not one say not, they're not close friends, but you know. Just the fact that I'm able, that was able to bond with people over a fighting game, and that's like, what? Yeah. And it's crazy, yeah. But you know, it, and it tells you to give it tells you the staying power for this. It's not just uh, a um, you know, uh, just a game. It's just not just like you know a game you can just throw away. It's not a game that comes in once in a while. Heck, if we're going back with a Smash example, there are people still playing Melee, which came out in like 2002. Yeah, and people like they love it so much. Uh, they made like a, a ROM hack version of it just to play online with Rollback. Uh, that's how much love that <laughs> right. And Rollback is like a, something that people have been clamoring about for a lot, to a lot of these uh, to a lot of fighting games to do. Yeah, and we might talk about that too. Yeah, I mean, uh, even some, you know, even some more niche fighting games like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure from uh, Capcom. Um, to this day, uh, they're using 5K just to play online uh, with each other because they—that's just how much they love the game. Okay, you want to know what the one of the most weirdest fighting games I find out that still has support? This is Sailor Moon fighting game. That's right. I completely forgot it. There's, there's a Sailor <laughs> Moon fighting game and Sailor Moon. The the girl. The, 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 there's a the cute girl dressing whatever <laughs> anime 
that is like the most girly thing ever has a fighting game and all the guys are playing it are like super hyped about it <laughs> and it's like the most one of the more popular like underground fighting games and i'm just like what is going on like as you can see there like fighting games i mean there's a community for almost everything even some probably some obscure as a like a, like a, a shoujo anime that i'm not really interested in like sailor moon mm-hmm. and i'll be i'll be honest i've seen some of the, the the matches for that okay why why is this hype why am i excited <laughs> of watching two like super powered anime girls fighting why is this a thing i'm so concerned no, I'm just kidding. But it's it's amazing just how much people emphasize the, the love of fighting games. And, you know, I think, you know, probably like um, to go on, maybe we should just talk about, you know, to bring into lighter notes, because this basically this whole episode is just us talking about the AGC in, in a way that makes it easier for people who never knew about the AGC to understand. And I hope we're doing a great job of that. But let's go into like, you know, relationships that you and I, Daniel, have had with the FGC in the FGC, at any tournaments we've ever been to, any kind of fun stuff that we can talk about. I'll let you go first. Hey, uh, never really entered tournaments. Uh, I want to do more of that, though, but most of my stories are coming from online. I'd be going online, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that's when I like, like before then, I love fighting games, and then I think it was uh, Maximilian, he got me the interest of, try, of trying to be... Are we going to end up talking about Maximilian throughout this episode, Pop? Yeah. Like, he's a good dude. He's laid back, he's chill, he, he's just a fun... <laughs> He's just really a cool guy. Yeah, Maximilian. He's like, I think he's not the face of the FGC, but he's like the 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 more the well respected guy that everyone looks to, who always gives you great information about fighting games and just shows you the, the love he has for them. And I mean, he's the one who taught me about rollback netcode, which is this way cool, which is the thing that we all want because it makes the online experience so much easier. But some pe- some developers, specifically Japan, doesn't want to do. And uh, I forgot what was the name of this YouTube channel. Let me look this up. They recently just uh, released a video explaining what rollback is and how it can Oh, um, Corey Gaming? Yeah, Corey Gaming. That's what it was. Yeah, look those guys up. Those guys are amazing. They make you understand fighting games in a way that you probably would never thought of. Especially, um, what was it? The, the, the effects of salt? Yeah, the effects of salt. Like why, why being salty? Between fight sticks and uh, game pads. Yeah, by the way, salty means like uh, someone who's upset uh, at a loss or upset at the game. But yeah, no, the the, the arcade sticks and the, the, the difference between arcade sticks and say like controller controllers, mm-hmm. that's like, what? Like, you wouldn't think of that. Yeah. Like, it, it even inspired me to go in, out and like maybe even purchase a arcade stick because I just want to have the feel for it. I want, I want that old school feeling of when I was at the arcade as a kid. Just yeah, like, you know... Arcade sticks, like that's where I first started playing fighting games for the arcade. So I had to get a fight stick. Oh, that looks good. Yes, yeah. it's a great fight stick. I love it. But yeah, like it's been so long uh, since I've been in the arcades. That's kind of hard to find them these days. So mm-hmm. yeah. Heck, I have no. Uh, heck, I even I found out this old Wash Terry or whatever mm-hmm. still has like the the old like arcades that I, I played when I was a kid when I went there. Yeah. I went there one day and I was like, I'm going to play Street Fighter 2. <laughs> oh my god, they did not take good care of these arcade sticks. No. Oh my god, the stick I, I hold back and still won't be able to block. Yeah. Why can't I move? Why can't I block? Wait, this only works on one side, but I can't block that one side. I'm going to get hit. Yeah. I, I can't do a Hadouken? What? No! <laughs> Stop! But you no, know, it was it was still fun to play. And I'll also admit that I never won a damn match because that kind of stick didn't work for me. But, you know, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I would say, personally for me, I've been in. I would say I'm, I've been in a little more tournaments than you, mm-hmm. whether it be um, fighting games or Smash. I'll always remember the first Killer Instinct tournament I went to, and it was at Compalooza. I think it was 2018, 2017. But and um, there was. It was not just that. It was also a Dragon Ball Fighters tournament. Oh my god, the Dragon Ball Fighters tournament. There was like fifty people, and I think they want to be more. We had to like, and apparently, from what I understood, it lasted till like two o'clock in the morning. Oh my god. Yeah, they started like around five p.m. Went to two o'clock. No, I don't say started later. But, but um, I remember uh, I went in. Um. Went to practice, you know, practice with some guys, some kids. 
um, who were some were older, some were younger than me, and we're all having fun. And then you know they call us up, and you know we're doing all this cool stuff. Um, there's a guy who, was, who called us with a real Gohan, and he before every match, he would go like he would do the Gohan scream, like uh, in the game, you know, you, um, the, you can do the scream and stuff, and it powers you up. Dragon Ball Z, obviously, and he every for every match he would do that, and it got annoying to the tournament organizers. They're like, "Can you please stop?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna keep on screaming." Ah! And I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And I remember I went into this match with this one dude, and I lost, and I had to wait for um my second go because in fighting game tournaments you have two chances. If you lose both chances, you're out. And on my set, and I lost both chances to uh, to this one guy, and this, I mean like not the same guy, but you know this one guy who well, the second time I lost to was like he was telling me like hey I came in with my wife and kids, um and it's getting late, so I might just tell him to let you go ahead and you can go you know you can go and continue in my place and you know you can have fun I'm I'm gonna go home and I found it weird because like his mom was also there. Like it was his family, his wife, kids, and uh, wife, kids, and his mom, uh, Colin Palooza. Which I mean, I'm like, I'm not chatting, but like, the fact that he was talking to the tournament organizer, and was saying, "Hey, man, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna talk to them to make sure that I, uh, you, me, are able to continue playing." And <laughs> apparently, from his mom, with his mom was like, "No, you go and win this. You go and win this whole thing. I want, I want you to go in and win." screw that loser he she didn't say that but you know that's how it felt <laughs> screw that loser and just keep going and i was just like I guess i'm going home <laughs> and it was it was just like one of the funniest moments that i've ever had and the, the like two days later i entered the killer inching tournament which wasn't as exciting because it's only 10 people made a third place but it was only 10 people but i was able to bond with like the top two players and stuff and they taught me more about the character that i was playing than i actually thought i could do uh, my brother got a little mad at me though at the tournament. I'll say that. Because oh. <laughs> uh, there was a kid who was like, I want to say he was in middle school at least, and I like mopped the floor with him. And my brother was like, "Come on, man, he's a kid. Could have been at least nice." And I'm like, I, I complimented him. I was like, "Dude, you could you could make it good. I just happened to be better." But you know, I guess that's not as nice <laughs> to say. But now, um, I think you know the tournament scene stuff. Tournament stuff is like way is like one of the best things I've ever experienced in the FGC. Like um, there was a Smash tournament I went to. Holy crap! The amount of people there, and like the you you you'll start seeing a bunch of different characters at tournaments. I'll tell you that. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I believe it was last um, year. Comic Palooza. Like uh, I think Mewtwo King was there. Yeah, that's the one I was in. Mewtwo King was there, and he's a very well-known um, fighting uh, Smash Bros. player. And I was like, oh my god, it's Mewtwo King. He's like, four seats down. Should I say hi? And he was in the middle of a match, and I was like, you know what, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. I'll just leave it there. I'll walk away. <laughs> but you know, it was, it was cool to have. Um, also saw Justin Wong, because he was uh, commentating on a Street Fighter V tournament that was going on at the same time, that mm-hmm. was like, invitational only so i couldn't really sign up uh, i mean i'm i'm bad at street fighter 5 so i can't really say i would have made it far but no it was pretty cool um i mean daniel you and i both signed up for killer instinct on for evil online back when it was going to be a thing yeah that was a that was a fun experience yeah like uh we we were both hype we were getting excited we we're job we were pretty much out training as much as we could and yeah then... with each other at the time too yeah we were learning about the stuff of the game. We talked about what you could do. I remember I showed, I told you about a trick that I saw people do with um, the one of the characters, Jago, and you were like, "I could do that." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you can do that. Yeah, like I didn't know. Like I just, uh, you know, canceled the grab and into something else, starting a combo. Yeah, and it was crazy. And like, how many people signed up for Killer Instinct for just the U.S. bracket? It US... was like a thousand, right? Yeah, like at least like eleven hundred, I think. Yeah, and I was just like, Daniel, we're gonna go to war. Like, yeah, it's like two of us against a thousand of them. It would have been awesome. It, it would have been. <laughs> would have been, but you know, there's always another time. Yeah. But 
you know, this is what I'm saying about this, like the, the idea of community and like how you're able to come in and, you know, whether you're a novice or just want to have fun, you can just go in and just enjoy this game that you love. Like, holy crap. There's so much you can do. It's open to anyone. You, you can do it. You can have fun. You can experience something that you probably never thought you could experience in a long time with a game that you've played like in 10, 20 years. Like, there was, there was a... I should remember this one. I remember I saw a video. It was like Xavier, I think it was like Xavier Woods or... um, Who was it? He's the guy who's trying to like be the new G4 host. He was a, he's a wrestler. It might be Xavier. I didn't know he was trying to be a G4 host. Yeah, no, he, he yeah, I think he hits him. Um, no, uh, something Creed. Uh, no, so, so he was like this wrestler, and he was like a well-known, like, geeky dude, uh, even in the WWE or whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched WWE in a long time, so you can't. I'm sorry, but um, he he ended up he ended, he entered Evo and went up against like this well-known Evo. Um, yeah, you know, well going tournament guy for I think it was Street Fighter, and he lost. And he was like, "That's all I wanted, dude. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to go against you. This is like amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, bro. Don't worry about me. I'm good. I'm good." And it was a. Uh... Let's see if I can find it real quick. Austin Creed. That's his name. Uh, what's his name? Austin Creed. Yeah, he has his own YouTube channel too. This is pretty funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, it's it's. I think that's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That what makes the FGC the FGC is this community that you have, in in, in the love for fighting games, yeah. and because that's that's really the beautiful part about it. And you can find like anything involving fighting games, you can find something about it. Like there was this. Is, like I said, this is whole like you know fight stick culture. Like you have your own fight stick. I remember there's like these people who would build and customize their own fight sticks. I saw this dude on YouTube who like had a Guitar Hero guitar yeah. from like the five buttons and six buttons or whatever, and he modded it. He and his buddies modded it so that he can play a fighting game with it by just replacing the little flip bar or whatever into yeah. a joystick. And he's just like playing. Looks like he's playing guitar while playing while fighting a fight playing a fighting game. And I'm just like, what? What? Hold on, what? That's that's crazy. What? Yeah, and uh, Corey Gaming, I believe they interviewed a guy who entered a Guilty Gear tournament uh, using a steering wheel. A steering wheel. What? What is going on here? And like, yeah, there's guys like Corey Gaming, um, Dole Hole Back to Block, and they were Maximilian. And there's a lot of different people that you would find talking about the HTC where you can go and learn more. And chances are if there's a fighting game that you really enjoy and there's a reason why i say street fighter because street fighter <laughs> like mortal kombat those are the games that most people i think would know how to play and how to be a and would be interested in you can go in and like just like look at guys like i said earlier daigo mahara justin wong um alex valle mm-hmm. who else um pumpko who Tokido? He was he was the guy who won uh, twenty seventeen, right? Or was it twenty eighteen with Akuma? I can't remember. Damn, I can't remember which one, uh, what year it was. But yeah, I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and that was at Evo too. But I'm saying, like, you know, like I said it's the sort that you know. There's always like these cool, interesting stuff. Heck, tournament wise, it's also a big thing. I personally, aside from Evo, I would have loved to gone to a combo breaker. That's from my understanding. That's like a that's like a music festival mixed with a fighting game community tournament. So I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. You have CEO, which is basically like, I remember they had like, a, it's like a wrestling a, theme uh, tournament. Oh hell yeah, it's wrestling because apparently the top eight players get to have their own entrance theme and like entrance music. Like if you were a fucking WWE play, uh, wrestler, and I'm just like, yeah. Uh, can I have like? the John Cena's theme song as I walk out and pretend to be like, you can't see me <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah. You even have like oh. both of the players that, you know, they entered a wrestling ring just to play a fighting game. It's so, 
like it's there's there's something special about the fighting game community that's just a lot of fun and a lot of love and a lot of respect and like just everyone you can see all these different personalities and they all love the same thing as you do and it's one of the most interesting things and like i said i might start putting like links in the descriptions for the youtube video and our audio versions for guys to go out and look check these out and maybe you can guys can join us in love fun of fighting games maybe you can hit me up for a street fighter fight i don't know yeah. and also keep in mind you don't have to be like a serious super competitive dude who always has to enter no. the or anything at all no no i mean you could be just like me like uh when i first started getting into fighting games like uh yeah like i wanted to be good i they really uh it really didn't matter to me you know just to pay attention like what goes on with tournament scenes and all that stuff but you know you can still make friends online just playing games at your, at your own home yeah like, it doesn't have to be something as big as i'm going to every tournament i'm gonna win i was like no i just want to hang out with my buddies and just play a lot of fighting games and you know maybe go check out some of the some like streams of people playing games online or tournaments yeah like if people online can be nice too like uh, I know I've played fighting games where people that would give me tips saying like, okay, you're doing this too much. You're making it predictable. You've got to change it up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And me and Eli, we actually, we never, we never met at a tournament or anything like that. We were just like hanging out, you know, somewhere and they were just starting talking about Marvel. Yeah. That's how we became friends. Yeah. Just like, I think it was over Smash too. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Smash and uh, Marvel. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, Marvel, baby. Marvel, <laughs> like that's baby. what I'm saying. I was saying, like, there's a lot of personality. Like, when it comes to, like, say, Marvel vs. Capcom, you know, there's there's terms and phrases that people that are associated with that in the FTC, like, Marvel, baby. Like, Marvel, baby. Or, like, you want me to show you how to do a motherfucking infinite? All right. Yeah. There's there's so much energy and enjoyment that you can get from the FTC that's oftentimes you'd be like, it doesn't really match with anything I've seen with. Like I said, you know, Yipes and Hell Pockets, they're, like, the most craziest commentaries I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like the whole um what was it? It was a Dragon Ball Fighters, I think it was Goichi and Leffen, where Hell Pockets was screaming his heart out. And I mean so was Yikes, but he was he said something very funny to me that still lasted he, and it was because like there one of the players was blocking and dashing and doing whatever to avoid getting hit and he, and he was like, This man has the reactions of a twenty five year old cheetah and I'm like, What does that even mean? Twenty I mean, five I don't I don't think they live past twenty five. I don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it gets and crazy. Like, yeah, no, it gets crazy, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. And don't get granted, most of the times you probably have to know what's going on in the game to to be hype. But it's one of those uh, games where like I don't know what's going on. I just know it looks cool. Yeah. And it's like I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. It's a community with a bunch of people that love and enjoy this sort of thing. And I think a lot of, and I think a lot of people who. If you never listened to it, if you never played one, I said go for it. There's a there's a variety of fighting games out there for you to enjoy. If you are, I suggest checking out some of the stuff uh, from competitive. It's amazing. You you'll fall in love with the game all over again. Because I think that's how it was for um, oh, what was it? That was for me with um, Street Fighter. Because I was like I was always kind of okay with it, but then I started seeing like these top players. I'm like. Damn, I want to get I want to get good like that. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be ever be good like that, but I want to try at least. And I've developed a new love for the game. And like, like I said, I'm a Kuma main. Most of the time, I just like I played Akuma because like, oh, he looks cool. Now yeah. I'm like, oh, Akuma. If I know how, if I knew how to play him right, I'm about to destroy some dude. Kind of stuff, and you know that's that's just us talking now. Now just gushing over the FGC, which I hope you guys enjoyed. But we're coming to the time, and we're about to wrap up. And I think Dan needs to be somewhere too. Not necessarily, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, thank you guys for checking us out, and just me and Daniel talking about the FGC. Um, it was a very fun episode today, and I really enjoyed. It. We talked a lot. Yeah, we have in different in different aspects, and that's what I was really wanted to do. I mean, I felt like I talked more, but it, eh, it's, I mean, I'm the host, whatever. I mean, I think either way, uh, we both would have said the same thing, so I don't think. Yeah, um, we, we, we're both equally minded men. Yeah. But yes, um, thank you for checking us out. Be sure to follow us on, and now that we're wrapping up, be sure to follow us on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at the Geek Centurions. Be sure to listen to us on any of the soul podcasting sites, like CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, 
Spotify, Pandora, any of them out there. Pretty sure to check us out. Be sure to give us a good rating, please. Be honest with it. You know, if you enjoyed it, give it a five star. If you didn't, tell, tell me what I can do better. Tell us what we can do better. We're always looking out to do better stuff. Yeah. And what else is there to say? If you are on YouTube, comment, subscribe, hit the bell icon. You know, give us a like. Helps us out. Um, we want to make sure we get, we're able to provide as much as we can to everyone who's listening to us, watching us in whatever format. And, you know, communicate with us. We, if, if you guys have an idea for a topic or, you know, you want to tell us about your favorite FCC moment and why it's not just Evil Moment 37. Because, uh, good Lord. Yeah, like another moment of love is like, it's a goofy one. Uh, it's all, well, it's a Guilty Gear tourney uh, with Woshige. <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what yeah. you're talking about. The one where he, he early pop popped off. off too early. Yeah. Yeah, where he was so excited and he was like, he was he was in a match. He was he's playing his heart out. He won. And he was like, yeah. Jumped out. And then realized. Oh. One more round. Just one more round. Oh, it's not over. <laughs> and he was immediately lost. And everyone just gives him shit for it. But okay. he was a good guy. He was a good guy. Yeah. He took it like a champ. He took it like a champ. Who was it? I think it was Pumpco. The guy who always takes off his shirt. Uh, when he gets hyped. What, what was his name? Like I think I, it was I've seen these people. I just can't remember their names. <laughs> right. Uh, don't get me wrong. I forget to. But no, it's it's been a fun episode, guys. And I hope you guys are just as enthralled as the in the FGC as we are. We might do one on Smash community because that's a whole. Like I said, that's a whole other level. I mean, yeah. Like, like even debates whether Smash is a fighting game. But you know, that's a whole. We other can go into that too. And it's you know, but thanks guys for listening to us. Um, hope you guys enjoy. And if you, like I said earlier, there's a fighting game that you're into, let us know. Um, but yeah, this has been the oh boy. Uh, uh, oh, I thought you were starting. No, I was gonna. I mean, uh, oh, well, this has been your boy Daniel, and it's been your boy Eli, and we have been the Geek Centurions, and I hope you guys have a good one. Peace. <laughs>